Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the HIV podcast. Each week we focus on a person, historical event or pop culture moment linked to HIV and explore the story of what actually happened. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess. And between us, we've been working in the field of HIV for 40 years. Our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. Is it recording? It wasn't recording. It is recording now. Remember, you have to wait for the lady to announce to us, Sarah. Hello. HIV podcast. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I am good. It's been an interesting week. Has it? You like how I paused after that? It's been interesting. So into this, we'll know what I'm talking about. Sarah actually doesn't know about this yet because I haven't told her. Normally we discuss little bits and bobs before the podcast, but this we didn't. So last week, Friday it must have been, I was so excited because I woke up and there was someone quite big following us on Instagram. Okay, And I'm not going to name who they are. The thing is, it wasn't really them. So I've gone into it and this big person, they're following us on Instagram. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so amazing. This person is also following other, you know, HIV activists and doctors, all sorts on Instagram as well. So, you know, obviously I'm like, oh yeah, perfect. So somebody famous had started following us on Instagram. So not necessarily famous because I wouldn't have known who they were just by their name. But they're a big person from a big organisation that you would want to, oh wow, they know about our work. Amazing. As I said, I, I had seen some other HIV people from the community. This person was also following them. So instantly you go, yeah, yeah, this is real. And then the messages started. So they started out and it was just one of those things, nothing untoward. But instantly for who this person was, quite a big person, I was like, yeah, this is not, this is absolutely not this real person. So they started out with, hello, how are you doing? And what are you up to? For the level this person's at, they're not sat around messaging me. That's certainly not what we're doing, Sarah. They're not looking for the H3 podcast. I said, great, thanks. And you, just in case, still something going, please be this person. They put, I'm fine, thank you. And what are you up to for the Christmas season with a picture of Santa and a Christmas tree? So, So I put, you might have seen this part on social media. I put... Spreading lots of awareness like you equals you. Because I thought I'm going to keep on, even when there's trolls, spreading HIV awareness. Anyhow, obviously, I've gone back onto the profile and reported it because it's a it's a cloned profile. 
So I let this person know. I messaged them and said, look, just so you know, we've reported this. I'm sure other people will as well. So I shared that we had like been chatting with them and said we were spreading the you equals you message. And someone actually messaged me and said that they did the same thing. Another HIV activist, she said, so I didn't talk about you equals you, but I told them about my beautiful HIV community. And she said, I guess we were contacted by the same fake account. Both of us were fanning out slightly over this because (laughs) this person said, to be honest, I was so happy to be followed by that person. And then I realised it was a fake account. And I put, that is exactly what I did. So a shout out to everyone that that happened to on Friday. I want to know who it is now. There are a lot of excited people on Friday and then also a lot of disappointed people once they realise. But I love the person that reached out to say that they had also had the same experience. Oh, I'm sorry for you, because remember how excited we got when we noticed that um, Holly Johnson was following us? Yes. Like all your dreams had come true. It was something along those lines. I know. Oh, never mind. I know. So shout out to everybody that got fake messages on Friday. And what did you go back and talk to them about? Because like I said, we went back about you equals you. Somebody else went back and chatted about their HIV community. What did you message them about? Or did you just tell them about your Christmas plans? See, I don't understand what people get out of it. Like just pretending to be someone else. Aren't they fishing for details and things? I don't know. But anyway... Um, But the real person did actually come back to me and say, thank you. Yes, I have seen that this is happening, right? And then I thought, I've done such a good deed. Maybe they'll follow the HIV account. They didn't. No. No. (laughs) Oh, well, they are missing out. Yeah. I was going to say they're dead to me, but that seems a bit harsh. (laughs) No, they're not dead to us at all. (laughs) No, definitely not. Oh, my gosh. Some news for News Corner. Everyone, um, all of you, spread the word of your events, um, your activities, what you're up to, or even, you know, just sort of shout out if you want to say hi. We welcome those, don't we, Sarah? Mm. Um, Patrick Haley got in touch and he works for Renaissance UK, which is a substance misuse sexual health charity. That is a mouthful, isn't it? Don't say it fast five times. You won't be able to. And they're based in Blackpool, but they cover like the whole of Lancashire. And Patrick's role specifically is a non-clinical sexual health and prep project lead. And he wanted to let us know, well, not let us know, he wanted to let all of you know, wanted to share it with everyone about Be Prepped, which is a service that's commissioned by Lancashire County Council. And it's got a few different elements to what this project is. Um, and one of them you're going to love so much. So the first, well, you're going to love all of it, obviously, because, you know, it's HIV, good. But one bit especially. So information on Prep on social media, and they've got a Be Prepped website. And obviously we'll put the link to that below the website. And they have a risk assessment quiz for people who might want to take Prep. And I checked it out and I really loved it. Their wording on it was inclusive without being intrusive, I would say. It's the best way I can coin that. It was really good. Mm. So go and check that out because it's super useful. This one you'll love. They have recently bought an exhibition van to do outreach into communities. They've called it Patricia, the sexy little bus. (laughs) Oh, I like that. And I've put in brackets all of our dreams coming true, having a bus. So maybe it wasn't Holly Johnson getting in touch with you that was making all your dreams come true. We've always talked about getting a bus, haven't we? We just never managed it. I love a bus. Wouldn't it be brilliant? Would you go like a big double-decker, though, if you could have anything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go large. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, true. Go big or go home. And also, Patrick delivers free training to groups within Lancashire. The training gives an overview of HIV, AIDS, PrEP, who might be at risk, how to identify risk, and how to stay safe. And they even give away badges when they're done. So if you're looking for some training wow. and a badge, hit up 
Patrick. We will tag them into our social media and put their handles up and we will put their website up as well. Thank you so much for getting in touch with us. That's all I have, Sarah. That's me. Like your 10 minute shout out that one. Just have a bit of paper and you just sit there wide eyed staring at me like I don't know what's happening, but I'm just going to let it happen. Whilst you were telling us that, I've taken the text from this week's podcast and I've cut out a few paragraphs, so we're still within half an hour. Don't worry, because it will actually, once I've edited it, people listening to this will be like, what is Sarah talking about? Because my editing will be beautiful and make it sound succinct, not like I tripped over all my words and, you know, had to re-say things. It will sound amazing, so don't you worry. You can keep this full episode. Okay. Good. Tell me what we're doing. Oh, this week. Yes. Okay. Right. So we are going from one activist to another. Last week we did Nathaniel Hall performing on stage, sharing his experience being diagnosed and living with HIV. This week, similar in that she also shares her diagnosis and living with HIV, but she uses a different platform. She tours schools around the UK and she educates young people. (gasps) I think I know who you mean, only because I've seen this person obviously raising awareness of what they do on social media. Oh, yeah, she's good on social media. So her name is Emma Cole. She's amazing. I follow her on Instagram and I just love everything she does. Yeah, so do we. I'm forever. Like, retweet, like, like. And, she, and she's quite new to Instagram. So everyone go and follow her. So the people we feature, they aren't always well known. So she's not someone kind of famous. We feature people because they do amazing work and often because the work inspires us. And that is definitely the case with her. And she deserves the recognition, actually. And you'll find out what I mean when we go through this episode, because she works really, really hard. So Emma caught HIV from her partner at the age of 22 back in 1991. They'd been using condoms, a condom broke, and then he confessed to her that he was positive. And she's diagnosed at a time when HIV is still in the headlines, 91, even after the tombstone adverts, more so actually after the tombstone adverts, everyone's still very kind of danger, danger, aren't they? Definitely. I would say that's still, I was going to call it early doors. That seems like a weird analogy. But yes, I would say in terms of what was known about HIV, it's still very early in that time, isn't it? Like you're saying, it's straight after that aftermath of don't die of ignorance. Difficult time. Yeah, and yes, HIV still fairly associated with gay men, um, along with drug users possibly haemophiliacs and she's a young white woman she's living in a nice area she is degree educated attributes that are just not associated with HIV at that time I think we lived back then well I still think we still do we lived in a very judgmental kind of community and I think by then people's ideas of what should be associated with HIV are very firmly entrenched and she fits none of that mould at all. I think it's still the case today. We've had people who have been diagnosed who have fought with their GPs to be tested because they don't fit, let's say, a stereotypical mould, a very judgmental mould that people think. And so they've been tested for everything else under the sun. They don't know what's wrong. They don't know what's going on. When actually... They should have been tested straight away. Oh, isn't it depressing that things don't change? Yeah. Well, look, Emma, very astute. She knows all this. She notices that she doesn't kind of fit the kind of mould for someone who should have HIV. So what does she do? She speaks up. And her first media appearance is on Kilroy. Do you remember Kilroy? (gasps) Robert Kilroy Silk? Yeah. A bit dark and get involved with like UKIP and stuff, I feel like. I'm not, yeah, he probably did. But back then, I mean, that was, it was a daytime TV program. It was on in the mornings. It was tackling topical issues. I do remember it. It was kind of the staple TV program of 
any student. He was very shouty. Well, she went on there and she went on there to talk about her diagnosis. Sorry, what year was this? So this is, so she's diagnosed in 91. So it wouldn't have been that long after that. I mean, she's got a lot of courage. And remember, stigma around HIV then was awful. People are very kind of open, aren't they, about how, how judgy they are. And, and she's there sat in a live studio audience talking about her diagnosis. Fair play to her. And she knew she had to educate the public. And the only way to do that and to challenge their preconceived ideas was to be vocal. It's so true, isn't it? As someone living with HIV, I think that has the most impact. I just love that because it's the opposite of how I am. So someone thinks, actually, I don't want to be associated with HIV in this way and I need to change people's opinions. So I'm just going to tell them how it is. I think she's probably quite a practical person. I imagine she's just like seen all the rubbish spouted in the media and gone, no, everyone listen to me. Quite like that. Clearly nobody else is going to do this. So I need to do this. If I want this to change, then I need to start doing this. I need to start making those changes. Definitely. Imagine being the person that started like leading the way with something like that. Honestly, I just think it's unbelievable. So I'm in awe of people like that. Yeah, no, I am too, because it takes a lot of guts and a lot of energy to drive those changes through, doesn't it? And I don't have either of those things. (laughs) After the TV show, she does a lot more awareness raising so she's doing media interviews she's helping with HIV training literature for nurses midwives councils she's helping to train GPs I mean this is someone who doesn't want a quiet life and right up until kind of present day she's just carried on doing this so she's appeared in Positive for Sky AIDS the unheard tapes for BBC Two they were probably two of the most recent things and all good stuff right but that's not the only reason that we're featuring her Because Emma also delivers training in schools. And we know, because we've been into schools, how hard, A, how hard it is to get schools to cover topics like that. It's not always that easy. They've got so many different priorities that it's hard to get HIV on their agenda. Also, because she's going in and she's giving talks to teenagers. That's like the most critical audience, isn't it? Terrifying. Is that how you felt every time you've gone into a school? Yes. (laughs) I just feel like they're very honest and I like that. So you can see if you're losing them in their faces, it's, do you know what I mean? If you know you have them engaged, which I bet Emma does, that's fantastic. But if you're like me, as we all know, I hate public speaking, you know, you're bound to lose them. I think you're right. And I think, you know, they've got quite short attention spans. I'm basing this on my two teenagers. So if there's no tech involved or food or money, I realise I'm painting my children in a very poor light. But if you haven't got one of those three things, you're off to a non-starter, to be honest. I just need to bribe everyone next time. I'll come in with either money or some chocolate bars. Do you know what you're making it sound a bit like? What's that film? Dangerous Minds, you know, with Michelle Pfeiffer when she throws out the chocolate bars. Keep them engaged. That's how you're making that sound. And I love it. You know what I had to do once? We're going completely off topic now, but I'll tell you anyway. I once had to speak to one of my sons through my other son's headset to tell him his dinner was ready. Luckily, he wasn't gaming with his friends. He was gaming on his own. So I just went, your mum, dinner's ready. We don't go away, go away. And I was just like, just come and eat your dinner. I feel my children, I've just failed as a parent. Get yourself a headset. Join whatever game they're playing so that you can do that. You can just hop on, just give them those important messages every now and again. It could be like messages about the family or what you're doing that day, or maybe just, you know, educational things. You could do some sex education on there, you know, always wear condoms and then go away again. Can you imagine? You'd pick the wrong time. He'd be online with all his friends. They'd be like, sorry, what's happening? (laughs) 
Oh, he'd never speak to me again. The quickest he ever moves if it's I burst into his room, like if I'm putting the washing away, I'll always go, it's laundry. Just trying to be a hilarious, fun mum. And he'll move so quickly to mute his mic. The rest of the time, it's like a sloth. Sloth? Sloth. 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 Yeah. But yeah, if I go into his room and I don't knock, quickly onto the headset. Oh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and listen to the nonsense they're probably chatting. I only call it nonsense because I talk a lot of nonsense. So I assume that everyone talks a lot of nonsense. But I imagine teenage nonsense is some good nonsense to listen to. It is. I mean, I don't even have to eavesdrop. They both yell down their headsets like all their friends are permanently deaf. Anyway, back to look how early we've digressed. Let's go back to Emma. So during her talk, she's the talk's called Positive Voice, or she calls herself Positive Voice, and she covers what HIV is, how it's transmitted, what it's like to be diagnosed with HIV, disclosing to uh, family friends, U equals U, um, HIV stats, HIV and COVID, or happening, living through mm. two different pandemics. On her website, it says international research has shown that positive speakers decrease fear and prejudice about HIV, change perceptions and, like you said, break down stereotypes. But we know this is true. When we've been into schools and we sometimes we would go in and do talks, we'd have positive people that wanted to come in and give a talk as well. We can, You can see firsthand. It absolutely does that. Yeah. There's nothing more effective, not even having a celebrity endorsement or something. I honestly think there is nothing more effective than having a positive person in your classroom speaking to you. Okay, to date, she has delivered training in 251 schools all across the country. And she's doing this off her own bat, not being organised by a company um, or an agent or a charity. She's contacting schools and making this happen. And that is why she's heroic, mainly because of that, also because of the feedback We've got some feedback that she's put on her website from a pupil at a girls' school who said, I want you to know that you really are the first speaker at school who we have genuinely listened to and been captured by what you have to say. You made us laugh, made us want to cry and demonstrated courage, motivation, independence and bravery that was inspirational. You're a brilliant public speaker. I mean, that says everything, doesn't it? I want to hear her talk. I want to go to a talk now. I'll tell you in a minute. We'll do some more feedback. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I'm jumping Because I one. have seen her do a talk, and I'll tell you in a sec. Not in a school. That would be weird, wouldn't it? But I'll explain. You can see it. I'll tell you where it is. Uh, who else have we got? Oh, we've got Deputy Head. Your personal story was extremely moving. And this, coupled with the facts and clear message you gave, made it one of those essential opportunities all people should have. Absolutely. Let's find another. But like you're saying... It's not always a priority. All of, as we know, sex education isn't necessarily a priority at a lot of schools. And I get there are tons of cuts and things like that. So actually, my God, she is heroic because she's not waiting for schools to be interested, to want to engage. Like she's actively contacting them and saying, I will come and do mm. this. Like you, you're not having to do anything. You just sit there. I will just attend. And that takes an awful lot to want to do that and to organise all of that and to keep that up to that many schools. No, absolutely. I think to keep that kind of motivation going is amazing. More feedback and other people said your talk was probably one of the most inspiring hours of my life. So it's really impactful. I can't imagine that there is anyone who's ever said that an hour spent with me has been inspiring. Oh, that's not true. I tell you every week. What after this, after this shambles of a podcast... Okay, another teacher said, this is the most powerful, inspiring, arresting talk I've heard in my 10 years here. See, she's smashing it all over the place. 
absolutely brilliant feedback. On her website, this is where you can check her out. There's a recording of like a TED talk of her talking about being positive. And I've watched it and I can absolutely vouch for what those people say. She is so easy to listen to and she's funny and really kind of down to earth. Definitely a natural born speaker. You know, because you can judge that, can't you? If you watch a talk that somebody's giving and you feel like they're giving it directly to you, then they've got those kind of key skills. I think you've got people as well if it's enjoyable. Yeah, if it grabs your attention and you're like, I want to know what happened next. And yeah. I want to know how, how you felt and, and why you did this. And, and she does all of that. And she must have told this story like hundreds of times, mm. but it didn't come across like that. At all. It's like she's telling you all of this for the first time. It's very clever. I think anyone that's a good public speaker and that you want to listen to, that's half the battle, isn't it? But then the other half is having something important and impactful to say. So you can be great at public speaking, but if you're talking a bunch of rubbish, you're not going to get anywhere. But I think being a good public speaker and having something really important is the goal. And this is the generation we want to start with. We can change young people's attitudes and perceptions around things like HIV. Well, then hopefully they'll just be testing all over the place for the rest of their lives and they won't be stigmatising anyone living with HIV. And if they got a positive diagnosis themselves, hopefully they wouldn't stigmatise themselves and they would say, "Okay, cool, this is fine. I'll get on my meds and I know I'm going to live a normal life. Oh, it's absolutely the right age to be doing it, definitely. And those messages will stay with them, won't they? So like you say, when they they leave school, they're more aware of how to protect themselves against HIV, of the importance of testing and of why there shouldn't be any stigma. So, And she's doing all of this on her own. She's like changing their perception. It's it's brilliant because as we know, by the time, you know, people kind of get into their kind of, I don't know, what, mid-20s, just thinking about people that we test, young people that, that come to us to test and some of the things they say and their lack of knowledge around um, how they can contract HIV and their perceptions of what someone with HIV should be like or, or you know, which section of the community they can come from. And it's really hard to change that perception then, especially in a testing appointment. And you think if they had had more education in school, we probably wouldn't even be sat opposite each other now. That's it, isn't it? It's those messages that stay with you from when you're younger, the ways in which you're taught things, the ways in which you learn about things. I'm not saying people can't change and people can't learn, but you're right. It it takes longer. It's it's kind of like the saying, isn't it? You can't teach an old dog new tricks. You can just takes longer. Yeah, no, it does. And you need those kind of messages repeated or reinforced. And that's much harder, I think, as you get older. As we know, people move around, you start doing awareness raising, and then your audience completely changes as they all move on. So there you are, Emma Cole, eradicating stigma and raising awareness one school at a time. It's making a huge difference by ensuring the next generation are more accepting and educated around HIV. I'm going to go and listen to her um, talk that she does because she does sound pretty amazing. A lot of people, you know, we've all got busy lives, haven't we? We've all got lots going on, especially at COVID and cost of living crisis. You can get a bit insular, can't you? Mm. But to be an open person, it's like, no, no, I'm going to continue on. I'm going to just keep giving these talks. I'm going to, oh, amazing. She is amazing. And I love her. Don't put that bit in. That'll really put her off. <laughs> she might like it. And um, just to let you know, Emma, if you are listening, Sarah tries to collect best friends from when we do this podcast. So just just brace yourself. You know, Jill Nalder's had this, Jimmy Somerville. Sarah just yeah. announces that you're your best friends and then that's it. I can't I can't say anything to that. <laughs> I was gonna I thought you were gonna say I've got no rebuttal for that. I was gonna say, no, no, you don't. Because everyone's heard. 
but it's actually Sarah's way of being, you know, uh, her way of showing admiration. Yes, I think it's nice. I want to be everyone's. I'm a very friendly person. I agree with you. I do think it's nice. I just wanted to let Emma know if she's listening. Warn her. That's more of, I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but yes, warn her. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm really pleased that you featured her. I actually saw that she was uh, at Burnham Beaches the other day and I thought, hang on, you're in our neck of the woods. Was she? Yeah, a few weeks ago. Burnham Beaches is quite nice. Yeah, it is. What a lovely place to go to. I'm very excited that you featured her. And I think it's good to feature, like you're saying, it's not just all about people with massive profiles. It's about the activists who are constantly doing the good work all the time as well. So thank you, Emma. Thank you for being amazing. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And now we can get to the bit that I've been waiting for the entire episode that I had to edit out, where Gracie got on Sarah's lap and tried to bite her face. Oh, no, she went for my, it's my sleeve. <laughs> what sort of a cat do you think she is? Oh, because she's so lovely. So all perspective, or I can just see a ball of fluff. So Gracie had climbed up onto the computer and I can't see. So I can just see this big ball of fluff. And then, and then almost like, an, anyway, it was like an attack was happening, but it was amazing. And, and oh, we were no, recording. It's just like the sleeve on her. It's just, yeah, she's just a bit weird, isn't she? Okay, amazing. Do we know what we're doing next week or are we just flying by the seat of our pants? Oh, uh, what are we doing next week? We're doing some of your favourite things. Eating chocolate buttons. Do you remember when you said you were the chocolate button czar? <laughs> I never came to anything, did it? <laughs> I said, when you went chocolate buttons, I was like, that is not the question that I meant at oh. all. So uh, what are we doing next week? Is it an actual episode? Well, obviously it's an episode. Otherwise, what's the point? It's just us two chatting. Oh, it's gone wrong. It went wrong. Did you get the theme tune? I mean, if I haven't said it before, and I think I might have done, you've missed your vacation. I do know what we're doing. Kids TV. That was Grain Chill, wasn't it? It might have vaguely resembled Grain Chill. The later Grange Hill, you know, when... Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's one, yeah. That's yeah. what I was going for. So poorly, apparently. Apparently I failed at doing that, but, you know, that's fine. Oh, yeah, so yeah, we are doing Kids TV next. There we go, and I'm back on track. I know exactly what we're doing. HIV and Kids TV. Oh, yes. Perfect. Right, well, I will see you back here then, um, where we'll have another shambolic episode. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks for listening to the HIV podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can now also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the HIV podcast for behind the scenes insights and videos. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.